the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thank you for joining us today. In today's message, Pastor Rander teaches us God's specific requirements for praising and thanking Him as outlined in Psalms 100. Every person of every nation is to make a joyful noise unto the Lord. God's word makes it clear that no person or nation is exempt from this requirement. We are to praise him for his goodness to us in all things. We are to serve him with gladness and come before his presence with singing. We are to love God, praise God, and bless his name at all times. He will be teaching from a number of scriptures, so get your pen and paper ready. Now let's listen in. Folk today can't cook. Mothers and fathers, especially mamas, teach your, cook, teach your children how to cook. They're going to be broke trying to eat out. Teach them how to eat a peanut butter sandwich. But they, but, but they stay there and enjoy that game, and we ought to hang around and enjoy God. And I was saying, Randy, I sure hope this game don't go in overtime. Because I, I, I just want to see a good game and go home. <laughs> so now, what hinders God's people from giving authentic praise and worship? What, what hinders it? You can, I, I want to keep you from wasting God's time and yours too. Okay? Now hold your seatbelts. Number one, a, a, a negative spirit. If you got a negative spirit, you cannot worship God with a negative spirit. She can't sing. He can't play. They're going to do that song again. We got evening worship service. Uh, who's preaching? Uh, y'all, he preaching. I ain't coming. Uh, uh, too cold. Too hot. Uh, n- n- negative. Just negative. Don't, don't like the numbers. Don't like the finances. Don't like... This, don't like that. Food wasn't good. And yet you didn't even pay for it. If you got a negative spirit or bent toward a, a proclivity, toward negativity, you will not worship God. You focus on one negative thing in the house of God, you have disqualified your worship. B, secret sins hinders authentic worship. You'd be surprised at saints who think they can actually give God genuine worship harboring secret sins. Thought life, sinful imaginations, sinful words, sinful attitudes, pornography, sexual immorality, adultery, gambling, lying, stealing, hatred, racism, don't like people because of, of 
of what they've done to your past, a certain race and all these kind of things, and you just let it pile up. You're mad because this side is a Democrat or a Republican and don't know who they are. You're just mad because they don't share your viewpoint and you just sitting up there with sin all in your heart. Sin in your heart. A lack of freedom will, spiritual freedom will keep you from worshiping God. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty, there's freedom. Some of you come to church, you're bound. You're just bound. You're bound by drugs. You're bound by addictive behavior. You're bound by gossip. You're bound by television. You're bound by your technology. You're bound by your Facebook you bound, you bound, you, you, it, it, you, you bound. Some of you can't worship because of bitterness. Your, your husband hurt you. Or maybe you got, or your wife hurt you. You got expectations they didn't live up to. Uh, you, you're bitter. You're bitter at something your, your mother did, your father did. You're still mad at a sibling. And it's so shameful when you can't even be around your own blood, flesh and blood family during Thanksgiving, you'd rather be absent than break bread with them because of something that happened 20 years ago. And you rather harbor that kind of spirit to your own physical and spiritual detriment. When are you going to ask God to free you out of the prison of unforgiveness and bitterness. Some of you can't worship God authentically because you of a distracted mind. You come to church, but your mind, and you hear, I see you, you sitting there, you looking at me, and I, I think you listening to me, but your mind, your mind is who knows where. Your mind is gone. Your mind don't come back in here and tell it, say, stand up for the benediction. <laughs> see, you, you can be here. And y'all, I'm thinking y'all, see, that's why I like for y'all to have a Bible. Because when you get that technology, I'm thinking y'all kind of taking notes in the notes section of the gadget. And you texting somebody saying, put the uh, uh, food on the stove. <laughs> Some of y'all have text somebody. You sitting over here and you text somebody way over here. Let's get real before God. Now, I'm going to mess with you a little bit. Y'all listening to me. I feel pretty good today. I want some confession. How many of you all text something in church and it wasn't spirit? It wasn't connected to what was going on in the church. Let me see your hands. Now, some of y'all lying in the church. <laughs> Raise your hands again. Let me see it. Come on, just be honest with God. Just confess it. Okay. And all God's children say it. Amen. 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 Just say amen. Amen. Yeah. yeah. Listen, to thine own self be true. I'm trying to help you worship God in spirit and in truth. A distracted mind. Your mind all over the place. You know why some of y'all can't worship? It's because you don't get enough sleep at home. You out and about all Saturday night. You going all roaming around and you down there on the river and then you come around and then you go to this theater and this concert and then you go eat out at 10 o'clock at night. You know you're going to get indigestion, but you still. 
you eating out and then you then you came lay down because you bloated and all that kind of stuff. And you wonder what's wrong with yourself. You ate too much too late. Too late. And then you come to church. Y'all get y'all best sleep in church. I believe if y'all got insomnia at night, I believe y'all, all y'all got to do is put on some Christian music and y'all go straight to sleep. You know why you can't worship? You're too fatigued to worship. You, you have low energy because you've given it all to yourself and to your pleasure until you come in here and can't keep your eyes open. You I'm praying. You're not praying. You sleep. <laughs> what hinders authentic worship? Being unwilling to change. You can't worship. I'm so glad we don't march around like you used to do. You know how you used to do it years ago? You remember the old Baptist church? Some of y'all don't. Some of y'all been. How many of y'all been a, a, a long time ago and you see them walk around and then the ushers come with their little white on and they... They do the little ushers march. And <laughs> when they had the City White Institute coming here, I told them, I said, now we're not going to march around and we're not going to have no ushers march. We just pass the baskets. Some of y'all think y'all get more money because they're marching around. They just want to be seen. They march around and put that same dollar in the basket. <laughs> Listen, if your heart's been changed, your heart's been transformed and you know the joy is in the giving, you don't have to prance up here so folk can see you giving. I don't have to say all the tithers come here first, come up first, and shame those into tithing that are not tithing. You don't have to do that. Spirit-filled folk do spirit-filled things. You can't make belligerent, grown people do nothing. Nothing, 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 nothing. Can't make them do nothing. I'm too old to make grown folk do something that they don't want to do. If the Lord doesn't move you to do what you're going to do, I'm going to leave you alone and pray on you. Don't want to change. Don't want to change. Before we continue with the message, Let's search our hearts and consider ways in which we hinder authentic worship of Almighty God. Do we always honor, adore, extol, serve, and worship Him with joyful hearts at all times and in all things? If we're honest, we'll admit that there is room for improvement. As Psalms 105 tells us, the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting and his truth endureth to all generations. Listen in as Pastor Rander continues this powerful, thought-provoking message and remember to keep pen and paper ready. Why we got to do that that way? Listen, that was a time we were in the YMCA back over there for New Brunswick in this little one room. Some of y'all, anybody know what I'm talking about? Raise your hand. You know, some of y'all just a few hands. Now, I don't see none of those folks saying, let's go back and stay where we used to be in that one room. They said, you said, oh, you crazy with all this space we have in here, with all this land and the pavilion and all this, 
uh, almost 80,000 square feet of facility. You want to go back to that one room? Listen, that'll be, that, 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 that'll frustrate God. God says, I delivered you and I put you on the front row when you on a back row. Now you want to go to the back row into that one room? Anything that's not changing is dying. Now the word of God never change, but how we do things will change. I don't think nobody in here want to go back and use the outhouse. Come on, come on. You don't want a stirring wheel that, that, that don't have the fluid. You know, a certain way where you had to really, you had to have a workout to turn the wheel years ago. You know, I mean, I like it. Now you can do it with your finger. It's called change. Change. The, the give, how people give today is change. They give online. They give push pay. They give by envelopes. They give all kinds of ways. Matter of fact, it's a blessing for push pay. Now you, you we, we stormed out, you can still punch the button and give. Uh, change. You know what? You know what? People can't worship God authentically is because of legalism. Say legalism. It's got to be done this way or it's wrong. Don't touch the communion table. It's holy. Wait a minute now. You're supposed to be holy. Don't walk up and say, these little kids, they'll run up here and they'll grab me uh, by the pant leg and I just grab them and hug them. But I, I don't care about them coming up here after service and see. I like it. Sometimes they get up here and they look around here. I remember one time, I remember Thesis. I'm going to put you in the sermon now. Thesis was up here and he was looking around. Then after a while, he kept messing around, looking around. After a while, he got enough nerve to come around. This was, after, this was on, on rehearsal day. I said, you kind of like it up there, huh? And I said, okay, maybe you, your calling's coming. You know, I, I was messing with him. But I didn't dog him out because he was standing behind the pulpit. He just wanted to see what it felt like. To stand. Oh, don't touch it. Oh, mama, I never touch it again. I promise you, mama. That's why we can we pick it up and we can move it. I didn't want nothing that can't be that can move. All this can move. All that it can move. That's right. You may you come in here treating this more holy. And, and don't get me wrong now, I'm not saying abuse things that's dedicated to God. That's the other extreme. But the other side, you're supposed to be holy. You're supposed to be filled with the spirit. And if you're holy, you're going to treat sacred things right. Legalism. Uh, you know what else hinders worship? Selfish, hidden agendas. People in meetings or whether you're on a camera, or whether you're in an ensemble, or whether you're behind the board, whether you're teaching Sunday school, you use it as a platform to promote your agenda, to be controlling, to galvanize people, to build your little personal thing on the side, have little quiet, subtle things and functionings that nobody else know about but your particular group, and you're going places, doing things, and nobody know what you're doing because it's under the radar. Uh-oh, look how quiet it got now. It's my house. Yeah, but these are God's people of Maranatha Bible Church. 
And the pastor and the leadership ought to know what's going on if you're using God's people to do something outside of the church. Now, I didn't give me the amens on that. Amen? You got to be careful. What's your agenda? Is it to glorify God? Is it to disciple people? Or is it to build up your little private thing, to build up your little group, your little following? Because you got something you want to do that's of interest to you to populate your interest. You know why? Uh, you know what hinders authentic worship? Entertainment. Entertainment has crept into the church like you wouldn't believe. People come, I mean, you go to churches now. It looks like you are in a rock concert. The smoke is coming off the stage. They dress like rock stars. They are they all kind of crazy looking in the name of God. And I, I listen, we don't have to lower our standards to reach more people. Did you hear what I just said? And sometimes we just say, well, come as you are. Yeah, God wants you to. You can come as you are. If you want to wear some jeans and a nice shirt, a decent shirt. If you want to wear tennis here, that's fine. Nobody's going to bother you if you want to dress like I do. That's fine. That's fine. But don't come in here with flip-flops, some little pants, and a little something, and you drag it in here talking about, I love you, Lord. Look how quiet it's getting now. You wouldn't go to the mayor's uh, office like that. You wouldn't go to the governor's mansion. You wouldn't go to the, the uh, you wouldn't go to the the White House or anywhere else. You wouldn't go to none of those places. You wouldn't go to a wedding like that. Why? You need to prepare to worship God. You, you need to pay, make some. I remember my mama used to make us all take everything out on Saturday. She used to cook everything. With all those kids she had out, it was six of us. Everything was done. We prepared to worship God. And it was clean. We didn't have a whole lot, but it, but it was decent. And what I'm saying, you don't have to dress up. You don't have to have a three-piece. You don't have to have alligator shoes. You don't have to have a vest. Just be decent and presentable to the glory of God. We need to have dignity in our worship. Now you can go to worship, you can drink coffee in the sanctuary, you can drink Coke in there, you can eat your donuts in there, you can just just come up, you know, you can just do whatever you want and add a little God to it. I'm going to tell you something. You listening to me now. We, the church, is not called to com- we are not called to compete with the world because the world can out entertain us at any moment. All right. If you come here to be entertained, you go you go on down the street. You don't have to join here. We're not hard up for your membership. Now, if you want the gospel truth. You want some good spirit filled singing? You want a mass choir that sings to the glory of God every once in a while, a praise dance or something? Listen, we don't even dance every Sunday. I don't want y'all, you know, we don't do praise dance and all that stuff. I mean, all those things are nice, but we don't do that every Sunday. You know why we don't, I purposefully don't want it done every Sunday because I don't want you hooked on that. It has its place, 
But you got to even watch those kinds of things. You want to worship because God's here. Not because your girlfriend is here. Not because your boyfriend is here. Not because you're looking for a prospect. Not because you're trying to cut some business deal. You pass out a business card and won't pass out a Bible track. You know what? You, you, you know, in order, you know why the church cannot have authentic worship? Two more, and I, I can't go any further. I'll stop right here. Uh, many, many churches cannot experience authentic worship because of an absence of prayer in worship. An absence of prayer. That's amazing. It's amazing. Some, some, there are churches, I kid you not, they do one little quick prayer at the beginning, and that's about all you're going to get the whole service. But here, you're going to get prayer. We open up with prayer. Did you see all over? How many people? About 10, 12 people came up and gave prayers of thanksgiving. And I didn't know how many was going to come, but y'all came. And then it ended up with that young man. I don't know how old are you, young man? 13-year-old man, young man, 13-year-old teenager. Just became a teenager. And he came and prayed his heart out before God. <laughs> prayers of thanks. Why? Because God has called us to, to, to be interconnected, involved corporately, to participate and not be spectators. We had prayer. And then we have, we have all kinds of prayer initiatives. We have 14-hour prayer watch, 40 days of fasting prayer. We have prayer walks. We got prayer this and prayer that. We got prayer meetings. We got all this prayer. Oh, there'd be no hell in this house. <laughs> All this prayer. But so few churches pray in corporate worship. Then, last but not the least, and I'll leave you alone. You know, you know why it's hard for the church, so difficult for the church to give God authentic worship? It's because of not integrating scripture in worship, not integrating scripture in worship. The whole of the worship experience ought to be filled with worship. Usually, I put so many scriptures in the message that you can't hardly count them. And I'm going through those scriptures and I talk and I'll exegete and I'll explain because I want you to know. I went to visit a dear saint just yesterday, uh, up in age, she's aged, and she said, I came to this church about 20-something years ago. She said, Pastor Draper, you know why I came to this church? I said, why? She said, I finally found a preacher that could break the bread of life and I can understand plainly what he said after he preached. He did. You didn't scream and holler and jump and swing all over the place and slide all under the seats. <laughs> hold your ear and go down to the flow. You just read the text, interpret the text and apply the text. And she said, people may come and go, but I ain't going nowhere because I understand what you're saying. 
And by the way, the second reason I came, because I like to hear you sing. (laughs) But my friend, this is what is lacking in the church. There's a famine of the word of God in the church. I declare to you today, you can go to a lot of churches and they will stand up. The church service, not but an hour and 45 minutes of it up with hands and hands. They just singing and hollering and just on and on. The music is riveting up, 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 up. It's all dark and psychedelic and you just go around and I'm dizzy. <laughs> and you get about 15 minutes of sermonette that make Christianettes. And I'm not going to get in trouble with God for not giving you the truth. Do you realize people can't even fall under conviction unless they hear the preaching of the truth of, of the word of God? And Ezekiel tells me, Randa, if, if you say what I said and don't add nothing to it, don't take nothing from it, the people's blood will not be on your hand. Their blood will be upon them. You preach it. And they said not to do it. They walk out of here. They won't join the church. They leave like they came. They don't want to change. I'm going to get them. But now, Randall, if you forsake my word, you're not true to the word. You don't live the word. You don't preach the word. You slip and slide and go around difficult passages. You don't want to offend folk because they might not give. Their blood's going to be on your hand, and I'm going to chasten you for your spiritual negligence. And all God's children said. As Pastor Rander concludes this message, let us resolve to obey God with praise and worship according to his word. Why should we? Because he is our creator. He has made us and fashioned us. He is our shepherd, and we are his people and the sheep of his pasture. We hear his voice, and he knows us, and we follow him. There is none other like him. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching or would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit us at Maranatha Bible Church, located at 7855 East Loop 1604 North in Converse, Texas, or call us at 210-821-5683. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 